All right, Simo, well, we're extremely lucky to have our next special guest on. He is a Demon rookie this year, but a former Werribee star and was selected by the Melbourne Demons in the mid-season draft this year. Carter Clace, thanks so much for joining us, mate. How you doing? Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's been going good, exciting times. And yeah, I can't, see what, can't wait to see what the club can, um, can show going to time. So. That's it. You'd imagine when you take yourself back to the start of the year and I know that you got invited to, to, well, even prior to that, obviously playing for Werribee and coming off a cancelled season last year and then sort of firming up for, for this season. And then six months later in, in June, you find yourself at an AFL club. How's What a roller coaster this year must have been for you. Yeah, it has been a bit of a roller coaster. Coming off um, 2019, you know, playing finals for Werribee and playing really some of my good footy. Um, yeah, it was, I was sort of, you know, hoping to get drafted back then, but um, you know, things changed, COVID hit. And, um, yeah, 2020 was a bit of a, a washout. Um, yeah, it could either go two ways, just thinking about giving it up or focusing on, um, you know, what, what my weaknesses were in my game. And um, I honed in on, on that and... Um, I knew that if I if I focus hard enough on it, I can play really really good footy. And um, going to twenty twenty one, just um, I just sort of manifested um, getting picked up mid season draft and every game, you know, playing really well and showing what I've got. And thankful enough, Melbourne um, picked me up, and I've never been more grateful. So it's going good. Did the invite to the preseason training come around pretty quickly? I know there's a bit of media and stuff around it. Obviously, you. Had a few blokes there that you're competing for a spot with, but you know, all of a sudden, was that sort of last minute that you copped that invite, or how much how much notice do you get when that sort of thing comes up? Yeah, that that came out of that came out of nowhere. Um, I was sort of Werribee, and and um, yeah, I got I got the invite, got the call, and um, yeah, it was pretty late notice. I think I had a week left of the supplemental period. Yeah, just try to play and train as, as well as I could, but um. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't end up going my way then, but, you know, I think everything happens for a reason and I'm back, so it's great. That's that's exactly right. And I think like the mid-season draft, I suppose, it's they've only had two so far, but it's 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 great to have like, I suppose, another opportunity for players such as yourselves and mature age rookies and to have another shot at getting into the AFL because, I mean, even with the, all the disruptions that we've had the last two years and to be able to have different avenues and, and seeing the impact that mature age rookies can have is, I think, a really important part. You know, draft age is always such a topic for debate, you know, amongst media circles and, you know, is, is it more beneficial for players to have a few years of professional footy under their belt and then they're sort of, you know, coming in with a bigger frame and, and got to be more experienced whereas obviously there's, there's two sides to that story but you must be pretty stoked that that opportunity has arisen because yeah the second mid-season draft and and now you you've got the chance now to hopefully crack into the side can i just ask with the with the contract do you are you just contracted to for this season like is does it go beyond that right at this stage or is it sort of reassess at the end of the year yeah so it's just it's a six-month contract that you get given you can either choose the six month or the 18 month most preferably most times they choose the six months um, going into the draft. And, yeah, it's just um, to October, but, you know, that's out of my hands. I'm not really focusing on contracts or yeah. looking at it. I'm just sort of controlling what I can control and that's playing great footy and um, keep knocking on the door for a debut or um, an extension of a contract. So, yeah, all I can do is play well. Can you tell us about your first football memory? So, you know, I think well, when I started when I was, you know, nice 10 years old and started playing for East Ringwood Footy Club, it'd be yeah, really cool to hear your um, your backstory behind footy. Oh, first time I remember playing footy. Oh, I, f- I remember the first time, you know, kicking a ball and 
and sort of that was in the backyard with my dad just sort of kicking the ball up and down in the backyard and and my dad thinking oh he's, he's not too bad he's, he's four years old and can mark and kick and um yeah I was thinking oh I think from then on I, I thought yeah uh, this is what I wanted to pursue and this was my dream dream job and yeah going to under nines under tens at South Morang um playing for them and getting into a granny and and um and losing by a little bit but winning the norm smith on that in, in the losing grand final was really really satisfactory and um yeah it was a fun memory so yeah did you did you end up entering the national draft at all or did you have a have a shot like obviously what you're 24 now did you did you have an opportunity to enter the draft in your later 10 years because i know you obviously played was it 2019 and you had like your best season arguably for Werribee then was there a chance to enter the draft prior to that yeah I played I played Knights Northern Knights in, in attack level um, but I was considered a bit of a late developer um, coming in as a top ager so I wasn't really like a standard 18 year old going into the draft so it was a bit late from then on but yeah I entered my name in um, every year for the drafts and got overlooked and overlooked and um, you know, I just kept working on it, kept persisting, and 2021 was the year. So, because how important is how how important is mentality and mindset there, mate? You're like, you're pretty amazing, as I sort of said with with that mid season draft and mature age rookies, are, are blokes that definitely are capitalising on second, third, fourth chances. Like, how how hard is it to stay motivated, uh, especially during? I mean, in a season. Like obviously, like last year was canned for VFL, where you couldn't couldn't get any matches under you, and you're probably finding yourself in that position at the moment. But how hard is it to stay motivated to to keep keep that AFL dream alive? To be honest, it wasn't it's, it wasn't that hard to be honest. <laughs> it's it's something that I breathe and live for, and and I'll die for. So it's it's something that won't. It's not not hard to just park if, if you know what I mean. It's just I get up and. I work for it. You do the extras. You do the running by yourself during COVID. It's all for a reason. It's all, all to make it to that AFL, that AFL list. Um, yeah. So my mental state was always there. I always knew I could make it. It was just when, when the time could arrive, and when that time came, I was going to take it um, with open arms and and show everybody that I can play at that level. And the good thing about having good mental state is, is the support you have as well. Like my family is very supportive. Um, of my dream and the boys always have been since I was very little and they always knew I, I could do it and believed in me and that that sort of drove me to to perform at my best to you know not only show recruiters and other clubs but also prove to them that yeah I'm do- also doing it for you and make his proud yeah love it mate it's it's something that like, well because I'm a footy player as well still and you know last year with no footy like it was really tough like you know I know you were meant to be playing at you know Werribee last year and yeah, you know, what did you what did you do? Like, what's some secrets you could get that you can you know give to those that really struggled during, especially last year and even this year, like with an affected year, like it's you know something mindset's a huge thing, and you know it'd be cool to um yeah hear your thoughts on that one. Oh, I do. Um, yeah, I changed it up a little bit. I tried. I'm I'm not much of a reader, to be honest. Yeah, I decided to read last year, and that sort of helped my mental space. To it's also it's good to focus on footy a lot, but it's also good to get away from it and just relax your mind, relax your body. And I think reading did that for me, and it helped my mental state. But another thing is just if you really want it and you really really strive to to be at your very best, you would do anything um, to get there. So, like I said, doing the extras, and if you have to run by yourself, run by yourself, and if you need motivational stuff, listen to motivational stuff in your ear while you do the hard stuff because it's if you can get comfortable and uncomfortable positions, you're in a great spot. So, 
that's what I, I, I thought and what I did. Friend of the podcast, Jack Fitzpatrick, who you've got a pretty good relationship with there as well too and had a chat with him the other night and, and also only because you're, you're coming on having, having a bit of a chat about you but also we had him on the show and we had a really good discussion about coaching and development and you were sort of earmarking where particular coaches have been played a huge role in your, I suppose, AFL, well, your football development in terms of how coaching can certainly impact a player's mentality and mindset towards footy about focusing on things that they can and can't do. And I know that Mark Williams has obviously been a really big part of your football career. Can you talk about your relationship with with Mark Williams and, and I suppose how he's helped shape maybe yourself as a person but also as a footballer? Yeah, I remember the first time meeting him, first time at Icon Park, we're doing a 3K time trial and, um, yeah, I didn't run the best. Coming, um, coming off the break, but uh, he turned to me and I said, yeah, he said, you're my new winger. And I said, oh, okay. I didn't run a great time to be to be put on the wing, but he obviously saw potential and saw stuff that I didn't see. And um, from then on, yeah, we just sort of clicked and um, I picked his brain every, every week, um, would sit with him, watch my vision. And he just, he just grew on you and you, you're completely honest with him. He's completely honest with you, how you played and he could see that I wanted to be the absolute best I could and and that's the type of bloke he is. He won't do anything um, half-assed. If he starts something, he's going to finish it and I think that's what he saw in me. He saw the desire and the want and, um, yeah, he's played a huge role. He's like a father figure to me. I can go to him about anything and not only football, outside of football, um, you know, he's a great, genuine bloke and, yeah, he's been great. It'd be pretty unreal to, I suppose, have him as a coach. Did you, he, he did, yeah, you obviously played under him, but but also have him as a coach as where he but then now when you've stepped it up a level and, and onto, the next, onto the next stage, to have him there with you as well too must be pretty exciting and, and I suppose, comforting in a way. And it's it's great to hear, you know, we, we hear in the media about the players and, and just the way that they've received him and, and the positive impact that he's had in his in his such a short time at the club as well too. It's obvious that he's got lots of footy now about him and and probably yeah, there'll be a lot of clubs there. I know he's been talked about for, for head coaching roles potentially, but there'll be a lot of clubs out there that, that can really do with a, with somebody like that who has a wealth of experience and, and just has a real knack of being able to communicate and bond with players as well too. Yeah, I think I think that's the main thing. He doesn't have any secret tips to how to coach really well or you know a secret recipe of winning just because he's such a genuine bloke and he just shows that he cares a lot. And if you can reciprocate that, you're, you're in for a long, long way with him. And, um, yeah, I think that's just the number one thing. If you want to do it, he'll come meet you. And if you, if you show how fast, then that's, that's your decision. But, yeah, he's 100% driven. Um, yeah, he's just he's great. I love that. And to go with you know, a lot of what you're saying there, it's being in the right mentality, in the right state. Like, you know, being, being around this team um, during this year, and, like, it's been an amazing ride. Um, being a part of it, being as a supporter and, you know, being able to, you know, still sort of share um, the glory as well. Um, can you describe the feeling and sort of how how the players' mentalities are like at training? Yeah, I mean, the mentality is great. Look, the, the boys are outstanding. When I first met them, they were overly welcoming and it's, it's been great from then on. And um, they're, not, they're not looking too far ahead. They're not thinking, oh, we're in for a grand final treat or something like that or we, we might win it. No, it's just week after week, perform on what you're good at, perform your roles and just doing the basics right will will get you a long way. And them, their mentality hasn't wavered ever from then on. It's just all positive and if you need to work on stuff, they work on it and, and move on. But no, it's been great. Their mentality is great. 
I love that, mate. And, you know, well, obviously coming into the club mid-season, was there someone that sort of took you under their wing to, I don't know if you like, go in and stay, stay with them, but I know being at a mature age recruit, you know, you're probably living in your own house. But, yeah, was there someone that um, took you under their wing? Yeah, it would probably be Clayton Oliver. Um, Clary, he's, he's been great. Um, yeah, just working through mid-stuff uh, mid with him, it's, it's been good. And um, like, like Choco as well, he's just a genuine great bloke off the field and he, he cares and, um, yeah, we do a lot of stuff together and it's great. What's been the biggest challenge, I suppose, stepping up to what's been the biggest thing that you've noticed that's different about AFL level, even just from a training perspective and, I suppose, being part of that system of an AFL club rather than VFL as well, especially with, you know, Williamstown not being an AFL affiliate side. What's What's been the biggest thing that you've noticed? Biggest thing would probably be, game-wise, would probably be the pace and the physicality of the, um, of the game. You don't have that much time. Um, even in training drills, the ball zings around a lot and your snap judgment has to be very quick. Um, you've got to understand your role really well. Just the importance of recovery as well. You know, training at, at VFL level, you're there three, to three days a week. But, you know, full-time, you're there virtually Monday to, Monday to Saturday, smashing your body in the gym, playing football. So the, the sense of recovery has to be elite. And, um, yeah, that's what I've really taken on and sort of um, eye-opened for me is just I'll do a lot of recovery to be able to keep backing it up week by week. Love it. And, well, like you, you talk about recovery, is it really interesting comparing like a full game compared to match sim? Yeah, yeah, it is. Sometimes match sim, uh, we might not have the correct numbers or there might be not enough numbers to, you know, fill, it, fill aside. The recovery side of things, your body's still, still sore. They still, you know go in with some with some force and impact so we play match gym just like game day it's it's nothing different um train as you play if you're playing a match gym play as you play as you train so and obviously your game i know that you were sort of recruited we had a couple of injuries at the start of the year to ben brown and sam wiedemann and i know when your name started to fly about at the start you're certainly labeled as well, mr fix it but someone that can plug you know holes in, in multiple areas and i know speaking to fitzy and talking about your game obviously you said playing your role as a wing and, and being probably a bit unique in that sense and at your height because you're 195 centimetres, so you're not your typical winger height in that sense and and somebody that can really get back and impact and work hard defensively as well too. How would you describe your game uh, and what you can offer, I suppose, to, to an AFL side or in this instance to, to the Ds? Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Fixer, I like that. Okay, that came about. Yeah, no, I'm a little bit unique on the wing. Like you said, I'm I am pretty tall. I'm not usual winger. Yeah, I just like the ability to, to sort of pinch, hit forward if I have to, but um, also playing in the back line. I've played in back line um, years before and it's sort of like a comfortable spot for me and just showing my versatility when it comes to games and recruiters watching me or when, when Melbourne watching me, just having that f- flexibility, knowing that I can perform my role in, in any position, um, which, is, which I've sort of over the years wanted to add strings to my bow. So having that flexibility is great. Yeah, because I know I know Fitzy was saying that I think what maybe in the start of your career at at Werribee they tried to throw you forward like predominantly as a key forward and it didn't quite work work out. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I came across um, from Northern Blues as a backman, um, but had the they had the notion that I was a swingman, so I could play forward as well. But um, yeah, they generally put me as a as a forward. But yeah, I don't I don't really like 
playing as a key position forward. I'm more just of a of a swing man. If you need if you need me to go forward, I can. But I'd rather deliver the ball to a forward than than kick the goals. I always felt better about myself actually. <laughs> awesome. Well, you say you you prefer playing down back. If you would have to mo- have to model your game on or your style after a particular player, who would it be? Or who who did you aspire to be when you know finding things to to get better at? Um, as a backman, um, I'd say Sicily, James Sicily from from Hawthorne. Just the way he moves and he's got a beautiful kick on him as well. And I sort of inspire. Really, Put, normally just play my game around my, my foot skills. I, I feel like I've got good decision-making as well. So James is a person that I've watched closely, especially when I'm playing in the back line. His ability to drop off, his ability to read the ball and impact contests is something I admired. Um, but just as a genu- genuine person or as a player, I would say Restoff um, from Port Adelaide. Playing with, with Matthew Loeb, he sort of just um, compared me to him and, he said, I've never met another player that can move as quick as you and and move as freely as you. And, and, but um, Justin Westhoff was one of the one of the players I got compared to. Always, always killed Melbourne. Justin Westhoff would always pop up and he's either dominate down back or he's kicking seven goals at <laughs> 40s. Yeah, and as you said, that versatile player as well. It must be also pretty exciting, I guess. I think me and Simo were chatting last night on our pod about our young kind of group of, of players and how exciting as supporters, like we've obviously got the top end talent that we've sort of seen develop in that, you know, in your Clary's Olivers and Track and Brayshaw and, and all those blokes. But then to see guys like Cozzy, you know, Trent Rivers, Jacko, and and like and then this year, like Jordan Sparrow and, and River and sorry and Bowie, like have an immediate impact. It must be must be pretty exciting to have such young players as well too to see them you know get around the group and it seems like there's just heaps of positive vibes they all get so excited about one another sort of being successful and getting a crack at that spot and and no doubt your time's coming soon but it, it must be pretty exciting to be part of that as well too oh yeah absolutely yeah coming into the club n- noticing that they have a, a very young group it's very exciting for the club um but that goes down to the coaches as well their ability just to transition straight into afl um is a pat on the back to the coaches. They they work tirelessly and endlessly um, preparing us to play if we need to. And, um, yeah, the boys going in, especially the under-22 group, they've been phenomenal and um, they deserve their spot in the under-22 squad. And Barry on his on his, on his nomination. We, our club went psycho when we um, <laughs> yeah. all around and sort of smothered him a little bit. And it's been great. It's, it's well-deserved from him and, it's great to see that. With the coaching, would you be doing more work predominantly with Uze or both with him and Chappie as well too? Like, is it sort of float between sort of mids and forwards like in your in your patterns? No, so it's just predominantly Uze at the yeah. moment, straight midfield. But like I said, if they need me to go down back, then I'll be working with Chappie. But, yeah. Um, Who did you support as a growing up? Uh, back to Carlton. Carlton. Yeah, right. How hard is it to change allegiances pretty quickly? <laughs> I think draft night I got drafted in Melbourne I was like Carlton who? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know I bagged for them for, for my, whole, my whole life but yeah definitely a Melbourne supporter now and not looking at that so. nah, love to hear it mate awesome All right, well, we've just got the last little bit. It's just a quick five and a flash. So we've got five quick questions. That's to be the first thing that pops into your mind, mate. So, we'll, uh, Simo, I'll get, I'll get you to start it off, pal. All righty, buddy. You ready, Kai? <laughs> sure, definitely. All right. Favourite AFL player of all time? 
Chris Judd. Most annoying teammate? Uh, Petrarca. <laughs> Best player you've played on? Nathan Jones. If you weren't a footy player, what would you be? Um, police officer. Who has the worst nickname at the club? Uh, one of our new drafties, Daniel Turner, Disco. <laughs> awesome. Fantastic. Oh, mate, well, thanks so much for coming on. It's been great to sort of hear, hear your journey. We really appreciate you taking the time out of your day and your busy training schedule. And as I said, we do wish you all your best and, and can't wait to see you out there in the red and blue, mate, and, you know, making your debut. And we'll be certainly cheering for you, but it must be just such an exciting time to be part of a club that's, well, I think just being part of a club in, in one in general, being grateful for that opportunity, but also being part of this season for, I suppose, as, as day supporters and as somebody that's within the four walls of the club, it must be a hell of a time. So, yeah, can't wait for what September brings as well too. Yes, thank you very much. Thanks for having me.